The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Hi, welcome to the, uh, we'll call it the Shed. Welcome to Adventures from the Shed. We're at our session zero. What that typically means and how we're taking it, how we're running this, is that we are going to have our players sit and talk for the first time all together. <clears throat> of course, including myself. So we should have five people throughout the, the uh, recording today. When we have our people on, the idea is we're going to learn to know each other. We're going to say hi, see how things are going. And then I'll set up the basis for our adventure. And the reason I started this early before people are online is I wanted to give you the viewer listener a heads up as to what i'm planning compared to well how it might turn out so this is joe and i'm here with adventures from the shed 2.0 so what we're going to be playing is a medieval fantasy DD fifth edition i'm going to give the players an option whether to start at level one or two once we talk about the way this works i've come up with a skeleton of what we're going to do that skeleton includes we're in a world and I'm going to call it the Lands of Never. And usually pronunciation is all that matters, but just in case somebody cares how it's spelled, it's N-E-E-V-E-R. It's like never with an extra E. And the Lands of Never has many different cities and populations and climates and peoples. And the players are going to find themselves in one of the last frontiers of the lands on the west side of the Mountains of the Lost. Um, I'm just making these up as we go, right? But I have notes in front of me right here on a, on a, right here on an iPad. And these are the skeleton notes I have. Um, I could show you the screen. I've got maybe 12 lines of notes. It's not very much. <clears throat> so they'll be starting right at the foothills of the lands of the lost. Or I'm sorry, the mountains of the lost. And the town they're in is going to be a small town or is a small town. And um, it just brims with tales of what might be on the other side of the mountains. Most common uh, of the tales is of a lost ancient empire. And um, on a good day with uh, clear skies, you can still see the remains of a guard tower way up on the side of one of the, the nearest peaks. And I'll be asking the players, why are they in this town? And what reason do they have to adventure to the mountains of the lost? That's my setup. We'll see how it turns out. But I wanted to give you, the viewer listener, a heads up as to what Joe is thinking. Now, I've got to go find, I think I've got somebody waiting. Yep, looks like Jason is waiting. I'm going to admit Jason. And there's Maria, Jason. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Hi. Hi. We're recording already, just so you know. I didn't let you in oh. right away because what oh, I was okay. doing to try and set this up was um, I took just a handful of minutes and read out some of my notes to let people hear what the GM was getting set up before the player showed up. Now, <laughs> you're right. Th this is, I, I was saying before I, I admitted you, and this is like 12 lines of text. It's not a whole lot, but it's something <laughs> that can get us started. So, Jason, how are you? Good, my friend. Good, good. good glad good. I can be here. Uh, yesterday I was a little too. crazy, so yeah. uh, definitely excited to begin the process and everything. Cool. I don't know if you noticed, but I kind of fixed my green screen. Thing yeah, I see I that. It definitely exists. All the way. It's much more grand than it was last time. It's very grand. <laughs> I haven't picked widescreen just because. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It looks good. It looks good. Yeah, it's better than my background right here. I'm, I'm in my, uh, my, my, my wife's office right now. So Yeah, so the actual mess that I'm sitting in is nothing like what the screen sees, which is <laughs> typical, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's the beauty of the internet. You can always again, yeah. put on that kind of you know, facade. They don't have to really yes. see what's behind you. <laughs> I, I think if you looked up facade or, or tried to draw it in Pictionary, it would look like this. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff, man. Excellent stuff. Well, again, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, so sorry about the scheduling conflict yesterday. Just Not a problem. Things happened and it was, uh, yeah, yeah, good times. Uh, and it's still more daylight there than it is here. Although oh, I mean, yeah. it's not it's not dark here, of course, but you're yeah, West no, Coast. Yeah. 
well, the, the sun doesn't set here until around 8.30, 8.45 now. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much daylight all, all day from 5.30 to 8.30 every single day, just nothing but sun. Very cool. Nice, I mean, hot, if you like the sun. sun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like it better than yeah. other things here. I have, I have a pretty nasty tan line, as you can see. I don't know if you can tell. Oh, yeah, I can see that right in yeah, the middle. It's, yeah. it's, yep, it's, uh, it's definitely noticeable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's all right. Um, I mean, that means you spend some time outside, get a little vitamin D. Oh, there you go. Absolutely, absolutely. Kill off co some of the COVID-19 in the air. You, uh, you would think so, but Arizona is the new hot spot now. Arizona is uh, the place where uh, COVID has come to roost uh, in the summertime, even though everyone was hoping that the summer heat would kill it. It hasn't. Right. So. Yeah, we, we have here in South Carolina, there's a resurgence of um, positive results uh, by percentage. We, we hit like 17% positive just the other day. And it's been crazy. And I've got, um, I, I play in a couple bands and um, we actually have, I have a practice tomorrow night and then there's a gig on Friday night. It's an outdoor gig or we wouldn't have accepted it. But when we accepted it, the numbers weren't going back up. And it's like, yeah. uh, and I, I, I can't wear a mask because I sing. So I, I can't yeah. just... Everyone else can hide. Everyone else can yeah. put a mask on and play. Yeah. So I've gotten nervous about it, but we're going to do it and see how it turns out. I just, just you know, make sure you stay, stay, keep your distance. No screaming yeah. fans running up to you and, you know, clawing at your face. And then you Although, should be all right. If I had any screaming fans, I think I'd probably welcome a little virus. <laughs> it's more like just people who show up at the bar and hang out. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's, that's cool, though. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't sing to save my life. So uh, that's uh, Me awesome. either, but I do it. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, uh, you know, another, another technicality I was thinking of, or maybe a logistics I was thinking of was, um, I think when we get started in Zoom, we can change our last name to the character name. Yes. That way it'll be Jason and then the name of the character. I'll put yeah. Joe and, and GM and, hey, Chris is coming in. Yeah, that's what I do with uh, my games that I run online right now. Currently, I'll have a uh, cool. player name and then it, like in parentheses there. Uh, their character name that way they know who's who's playing who that's cool chris is joining hey. eventually it's already recording chris just so you know so put my clothes on or something <laughs> you put, put your clothes why why bother no, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not wearing any pants right now. So I mean, this is this. We're all fine. We're all good here. And clearly, we all got the blue shirt day memo. Yeah. One guy's going to screw up and be like, "Oh man." <laughs> we know it's he, roll, he rolls with disadvantage for the whole night. Then that's all that means. <laughs> oh, Eli is coming in. I love the background though, Chris. It looks very epic right now. Yeah, it's a uh, gunship dark all day album cover. I believe. That's awesome. That is awesome right there. He's like, just making up words. He might be. He might be. But, but <laughs> yeah. it it's an entire band from the UK and just, yeah, it's all crazy. I was like poking with the Elvis language. Right there. It, look, it fits your head. Like it like floats in perfectly and it goes around <laughs> your head. It's you got that halo. <laughs> it does look really nice. He's playing a celestial character. That's what it's going to be. That's <laughs> there you go. A little Jill, foreshadow. You know, allow me. I'll, I'll, I'll go for the extra craziness. Well, we'll have extra it's been craziness. Been a while since I played this. Yeah, yeah. bloodline been a long time. So hey, let's um, take a minute and say hi to each other. Well, hi Eli, welcome. Um, Hello Eli. We have um, Eli, Chris, and Jason on. Um, first time you guys get to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Have some interactions. Is is. is. I'm going to have some water. I've heard nothing but bad things about the both of you from Joe, just nonstop. That's all we were talking about when I oh, logged yeah. in. I I, so, have you guys, Joe, I told you were you guys already listening confidence. to Joe's podcast prior to this? No, no I, they, I, they didn't bother yeah. to listen. I mean, come on. No. Why do your homework? Why do, it's why not like they had to fill out a resume uh, <laughs> application. I, I don't like making good first impressions, so no, I didn't. Oh, whatever. I mean, yeah, I all that really matters is who I am in game, right? There you go. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I love uh, Eli, right? Is or uh, is that what you prefer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't want to, you know, call you something that you're that you don't like being called. Uh, I love it. Like he's got like that whole like uh, uh, shadow effect going across his face right now. It looks very, very <laughs> epic at the moment. Yeah. 
Why, thank you. Like That's not how I would describe you, a janky well, setup, but would, thank if you. If you, would like, if you gave like a, a really like, uh, you know, intense speech about like, uh, you know, uh, an agent that you're going to kill or something like that. Oh, so yeah. That's like kind of vibe that I feel from your, mm. from your setup. Right All right. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Brothers, we have waited months for this day to come. <laughs> we will take back our motherland. <laughs> and drive the invaders. I, I'm going to have to upgrade home. my background. My goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm failing in the backdrop game right now, in the lighting game. <laughs> Dude, Dude the will there be snacks? Monitoring this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no snack breaks. No snack breaks. <laughs> oh, no, no snack breaks. Oh, yeah. why, are, why are we even playing Dungeons and Dragons if there's no snack breaks? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we don't have to take breaks. I guess maybe that's the point. That's what? true. It'll be over before you work up an appetite. Cool. <laughs> That's that, you mean we're going to lose that fast? <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> that can happen. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. So we saw, um, if you guys were uh, seeing the Facebook message, um, Randy uh, had his in-laws stop by to see his new baby boy, which means um, he's going to be here whenever Randy gets here. We'll mm-hmm. see how that works out. That, that baby already calling the shots in his life. My goodness. And he already had a girl, so yeah. Oh. He, he's, yeah. Well, at least he got the hard run away, I guess, first. Let's I don't know. Raise a drink for a fallen comrade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm seven months in with a daughter. It's rough. Oh, Oof. seven months. Is it, uh, is it your first kid, or is this? Yeah, so it's like sleep regression teething, like I'm going to be extra fussy. Like today was kind of rough. Awesome. Well, how, how was your, how was your daughter? Man. What's that? What? <laughs> I think he said seven. She's seven months now. Seven months old. Seven months. Seven Oof. months. Correct. They grow up too fast, my friend. I got a fourteen-year-old now, so I, I'm 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 waiting. I'm ready for the walking and talking. Like feed yourself. No, you're not. Thing, yeah. <laughs> you're not. I am. <laughs> she's almost too small. It's hard for me to hold on to her. She's too small. Oh, she needs to be so snuggle size. She needs to get you know uh, extra foot or something. Can't relate. Any infant I hold is like already a fourth of my body size. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some huge babies. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> I am not a large person. Um, I, how, I was, tall, how tall are you then? <laughs> I mean, uh, it, <laughs> I, I, he looks about that big. <laughs> yes, uh, what you see on screen is my actual canon height. <laughs> actual, actual size. I, I am just a head and shoulders. <laughs> nice. Take a guess as to my favorite shampoo. Uh, pert and shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. So, Jason asked, "How how tall are you? If you don't mind." Oh, not at all. I'm uh, five I'm three. Th- five twice three. a baby's height. <laughs> twice a baby's height. <laughs> five three. My goodness, Eli, you might be my new best friend because I'm usually the shortest one out of everyone I know. I'm five four. So nice. Well, congratulations <laughs> Randy, on finding someone shorter. Kind of short too, isn't he? Isn't I thought he was tall. Short? He looks the same know. size on camera as Eli, actually. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's all about framing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's, it's all about the angles, man. Angles and lighting. Like mm-hmm. me with my grand setup, like uh, yeah. Jason said. Captain Green screen. That's right. And I was telling him, though, you don't really want to see the behind the scenes here because it's... <laughs> Same with mine. It's like the boring uh, you know, oh. wood paneling crap up here. Yeah. <laughs> if I did not have this blanket, you would just be seeing a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, a, a, a stack of cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah, so it's not just one. He's, he's, got, he's got a stack, though. That's... I may do with what I've had. I'm still settling <laughs> into the new place, and there's no outlet near the closet. So, putting an addition on my house by cardboard box. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, li- I like living like a little rat, just having mazes everywhere. <laughs> Very it's modular. Cozy. It's <laughs> modular. <laughs> Extra modular. Oh yeah. Rains. <laughs> hey Joe, what what mic are you using, Joe? I am mic? using. Uh, damn it! I'm trying to remember the brand name, but it's um. It's one of those ones that has a the one, thing. yeah, with the, the plug. Yeah, and it has. Oh, like, you know, I think my favorite streamer uses that one. Yeah, um, it's a MXL BCD one, but okay. it's the Midnight Purple edition because I thought it was a cool oh, no. color. Dope. Purple's not really coming through on that. It's more Midnight Midnight over here. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's mainly because I was readjusting lighting and I have just really white lights right now. It happens. I'm super white. It's the same reason I'm wearing this hat because my purple hair just looks, it looks black straight up. Like why, (laughs) why dye it if it's not going to come through? Why bother? That's that's why I get rid of my hair. Just shave it off. You can see a little bit of the red I did in my hair because that spot is white normally. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. I like it. Exactly. So it's a big white spot. I have one single red spot. Trying to convince my buddy Ethan to do the same because he just has like a single white streak that yeah. he's had since like he was fourteen, but now he ref- he refuses. Thinks it makes him look mature. Oh yeah, I suppose oh. dyeing it purple wouldn't be as mature. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I almost convinced him with hot pink. Almost. Almost. Almost, almost with the hot pink wrap, but not the purple. That's. <laughs> I mean, I think he would have been on board had his boyfriend not shut him down. Uh, well. What are you gonna do? Yeah, the boyfriend's gotta look at him more than you, probably. So he, you know, I can get that. Yeah. <laughs> Shucky darn. <laughs> so what I'd like to do, we've already started talking to each other. We're getting a, a feel of who who we are. Um, I want to give you guys just a little heads up, and I'll just repeat this when Randy shows up because it's short. But my notes for how we are going to get started by plan, not by necessarily what reality is going to reflect, but what the plan is. It, um, again, we're talking, we're going to play D&D 5th edition. I do want to keep everything um, as we start, everything that we're going to do is just from the player handbook. So don't go to all the other books, mainly because I just want to keep it simple to start. So we don't have to worry about looking things up in different places. I don't have to worry about, you know, when you pick the Wachihuji race from the latest arcana of superficial butterscotch or something, that place, I don't, I don't want to know that. So we're going to go with player's handbook, the basic rules. And um, so you'll pick a class out of there, a race out of there. Um, One of the things I was thinking is I'll put it up to you guys. If we want to start at level one or two, two will give you you a little extra, at least another hit die. Uh, But it'll still keep the character simple enough that you don't have to learn a lot to get started. So everybody's at least uh, basically familiar with the beginning of a D&D game. So we ought to be able to do that. Um, I have a skeleton of a world set up, but only a skeleton because you guys are going to help me fill everything in. And when we get started, one of the things that we'll really start talking about is based on what I set up for you, what kind of characters do you think you want to play? And that will give us uh, another um, topic to discuss because knowing what you want to play is definitely going to affect others. I'll say it right from the beginning. It does not at all matter what class you choose. Just make sure it's one you want to play. I don't need a balanced party. And I know some of us have talked about this uh, separately. I don't need a balanced party. It could possibly be even more exciting if there were just four rogues in the party. I think Chris and I talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Four rogues or, you know, three rogues and a paladin or something like that. That could make for a better adventure then Sounds like a, a nice joke. A ba- yes. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. A balanced party by the numbers may not be as exciting. Now, the reality is if it works out, I mean, if somebody wants to play a cleric, somebody wants to play a fighter, somebody wants to play a ranger, somebody wants to play a wizard, sure, we can do that. But you don't have to pick a class just because nobody else has picked it. It's more important that you pick what you want to play. Um, I would also like to do the, um, I can't remember which standard array it is, but it's the one where you get a, it's like a 16, two 15s, and then a few other numbers. It's, it's in the beginning of the player handbook. It's one of the recommended arrays. That way everybody can just, I think there's a nine in there. That there's a single an negative eight, one stat. It's like an eight. It's one detracted yeah. uh, stat. So we'll, we'll go with that. Um, and at this point, because we don't know when Randy's going to show up, let me give you just a couple little bits about what the world is. Uh, you guys are free to take notes, of course. Uh, whether they be typed or written, that's completely up to you. I don't care if you're typing. Uh, if we hear your keyboards too loud, I'll just let you know. 
Yeah, I have a mechanical keyboard, so I take all my notes in my phone. So I'm not just there on my phone go. watching things and not yep. paying attention. I'm using it for this. Clack, 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 clack. Yeah, mechanical keyboards. Wow. Yeah, I got, yeah. I, got, I, got a hard, I got a hardcore mechanical keyboard. It makes a lot of noise. Nice. So the world, or, or I should say the lands that we are in are called Never, N-E-E-V-E-R. So it's you're, you're essentially everyone lives in the lands of Never. It's never with an extra E at the beginning. So it's neither here or there? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, for now, neither is here. Later, oh, it'll be man. there. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a varied lands, many different cities, populations, climates, and peoples. So anything can be found there. Of course, in some places, there are congregations of more farmers and more city folk and what have you. Just a regular landscape, if you will. You're going to find yourselves, your characters, as you start, will find yourselves in one of the last frontiers of the land. And you're all pretty much, if there's a map of the world, you're all the way on the east side. And you are right at the foothills of what are called the Mountains of the Lost. And it's because everyone gets lost when they go over the mountain, right? The, the town you're in is small. And it's like, um, call it a... a, a in, in our terms, a, a Western town after the gold rush. Everybody's talking about, and what they're talking about over the years has been people who have gotten lost, what's really on the other side of the mountains, and what riches might be over there. And this town really exists to support adventurers who kind of try and make their way into that new frontier. And um, when... When you are there, one of the, the, the most common tales that people talk about is on a nice clear day, no, over, no, no clouds, no mist in the mountains, and the, on the top of the nearest peak, you can actually see the remains of what was probably a guard tower from an ancient civilization. And that, of course, is, you know, part of the hook. But adventurers and an adventure is how we're setting it up. What you're going to have to come up with is why would your character be here and what reason would you have to adventure? It could be as simple as any reason you want to come up with. Um, I specifically did not name the town because anybody can decide they're from that town and then you'll tell me what the town name is. And anytime you want to say you're from a city nearby, far away, a little town from the forest, just come up with a name for it and we'll add that to the list. No, there's a little basis to uh, to think about. Any ideas from anybody? Um, what you think you might want to play in a setting like that? Well, I uh, I've been toying around with a couple ideas, mostly just to pass time at work, and I've got. <laughs> I, I use work for that. Yep. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't really work. Chris knows. It's a twelve-hour shift assembling the same car part for 12 hours oh, dude i digress for a minute but i worked in manufacturing in a um a window and door plant and my oh, job God. for eight hours a day was take the vinyl put it on the saw step on the pedal saw goes up saw goes down take the vinyl put it on the table take the vinyl push it into the saw step on the pedal saw goes up saw goes down yep. take the vinyl put it on the eight hours a day for you know five days a week yeah so i can sympathize but. with that um, but yeah, in my uh, vast quantities of time there at work, I've thought up a character. I haven't named him yet. It's just just a concept. Um, this is a a man <clears throat> who has left his home in search of coin. Why does he need the coin? Because his two year old child has recently started to show signs of being uh, magically inclined. So he's off in search of gold to either admit him to, say, a magical college or to pay for a private tutor. Cool. Or, or to, um, to, pay, to, to be ready to rebuild the house after the imminent destruction of the child learning magic. <laughs> oh, I never I thought about that angle. <laughs> yeah. that, that's good. Start, start building up that nest egg so you can get all those cardboard boxes <laughs> to fix the house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think I want to make him a fighter. Okay. 
but I've also toyed with the idea of him being a sorcerer and it just being part of his his bloodline. That makes sense for uh, to me at least in the the D and D verse um, that bloodlines and sorcerers that that definitely fits. Yeah, cool. Any other thoughts for that character? Uh, a, a fighting sorcerer with a child that blows stuff up. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. that. Sorry, now you're getting my my DM brain going. I'm go. like, ooh, yeah. how can I how can I stretch this around? But for that, whatever that's... reason, I just thought of your two year old child on your shoulders, like Master Blaster from Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Who runs Barter? I like Town? it. I like it. Master Blaster runs Barter Town. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but I did. I, awesome. You want to play a game of sorcerer chicken? <laughs> sorcerer chicken. Oh my! That, that's the that's the basic concept that I've got down. Cool. I I think I am leaning towards fighter, but who knows? What do you think might be the um, weapons of choice or weapon of choice for um, your fighter? I would I would say great sword all the way. Yeah. I. I am very much of the belief that you don't need to hit a lot. You need to hit once and hard. Okay. I actually like that idea because um, it's, it's definitely more heroic when something falls when you hit it rather oh, than yeah. something just oh, yeah. hangs around <clears throat> for a bit longer because you need to hit it 10 more times. Six rounds of back and forth. Roll this, roll this, roll yeah, this. Oh, he's yeah. finally dead. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it looks cool in an anime, but not so great at the table. <laughs> Just yeah. Dragon Ball going back and forth forever. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, Chris or Jason, any thoughts yeah. on what you want to do? Yeah, I'll go next unless, Chris, if you want to go. It's, uh... No, go for it, man. All right, so uh, I've been toying around with a few ideas as well, and uh, I had two that I, I kept going back to. Uh, one was a, a halfling um, who is going out because he fell in love with the idea of becoming a, a secret agent to a large degree. He heard uh, a long, long time ago in his hometown uh, these tales of uh, this organization which would go out and uh, <clears throat> be revered for what they did as far as um, you know, crafting and, and, and manipulating the world, uh, almost James Bond-esque, if you've ever heard that ancient tale in this land here of <laughs> 007. Um, a, a true myth. Uh, he's he's not a, a fighter by any means. He's not somebody who is even remotely good at fighting, but he aspires to be. And he he goes around and he he puts on this air of confidence that you know he can you know be that suave rogue uh, agent esque individual here. But really, he's not very good. Um, and again, you know, he even sometimes lies and says that, oh, I'm, I'm here and I'm, I have, he flashes a little, a little badge that he made up himself <laughs> uh, to people to try to see if he can, you know, get his way into places and tries to solve crimes and things like that. When he's not welcome to, he's just, he just kind of comes in and does these things. Right. Uh, but the hope is that he, he really truly hopes and he believes in the lore so much that these these, uh, these agents exist, and if he goes around enough of the world and does enough to prove his worth, that he will eventually be allowed in. So that's uh, the basis of one character I had. The other one that I had uh, was for a dwarf. Uh, uh, she is... Uh, from a, a, a long line of, of blacksmiths and, you know, miners, and she hates it. She absolutely despises being underground. She's not a fan of it. And she, she has no desire to, to, to be, to show off the strength in, in arms or things like that, like her father and her father's father and all of them. And uh, she wants to perform. She wants to be a performer. She wants to go out and she wants to see the world and she wants to, uh, basically engage in uh, strength in performing arts versus strength in actually swinging a hammer. So she has an absolute, absolute distaste for a lot of weaponry. She does not like it because she grew up around it so much. She spent hours and hours and hours, 12-hour shifts like Eli in front of us <laughs> for just uh, banging out different kinds of metals. So she knows how to do it, and she has a good background as far as the ability to make things, but she just absolutely hates and despises. So she doesn't even try to use weapons. She actually has, uh, you know, 
she doesn't have a good singing voice. She she's not a good performer because she was never encouraged by her parents. She was never encouraged to go out there and be that creative type of individual. Um, but she's learning and she's she's trying to get out there. She's been booed off of many stages and and she's been again kicked off of open mic nights at local taverns because she just wasn't very good at it. Um, but she's off in the world and she's looking. Uh, to make her mark, uh, not through her father or her, her family's lineage, but by making something of her own. So those are the two characters that I've been uh, going back and forth between, and I'm not sure which one, uh, you know, would would I would I would want to play. I'm, I'm open to both right now, currently. I could tell you from from what I just heard of the two, um, I'd be eager to see the the halfling agent 00.5. <laughs> <laughs> All but right. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, down for that. One of the things that got me right at the beginning, and I, I wanted to listen to the whole thing, but you said he's a halfling and then does something to a large degree. And I'm like, halflings don't do anything <laughs> to a large degree. Ha ha. But um, I do like that idea of the, um, I don't know, like the, the hapless investigator kind of yep. thing. That's kind of, I, I like the way that sounds. Not so much like a um, uh, Pink Panther, the Clouseau thing, but... <laughs> Um, somebody probably who's a little more adept and more sincere. <laughs> well, not that Cluzo wasn't sincere. He was, anyway. Yeah. But that, that I, to me, that's the character I think I'd like to see. Okay, yeah, I'm down, I'm down to play that. We'll go with the halfling. I haven't named him yet either, because uh, naming is the thing that takes the longest for me, even being a DM. Yeah. Uh, it's the thing that takes the longest. But yeah, yeah. I, I like the character a lot. Those are the two that I was waffling back and forth from, so I'm, I'm down to play, play the halfling. Cool, his name is now Waffle. Waffle, hey, I like it. I'll, I'll 00.5. Waffle. <laughs> waffle. The name is Waffle. The name is Waffle. Waffle. <laughs> waffle. Belgian Waffle. It's <laughs> called <laughs> oh, Belly. Gonna, that's going to be his name now. <laughs> uh, by the way, you guys had not listened to the podcast, but this is the shenanigans all the time. Um, <laughs> But half of what we do is just making fun of the other half of what we did. So yeah. it's, it's perfectly okay. All right. Serious moment. Not really. <laughs> and, and we did establish, Eli, like when we were talking, and, and Chris knows already, uh, swear words are not a problem. If you need to take a shit or give a fuck, go for it. <laughs> it's okay. Just um, It's all about the usage, not about the words. Right. Perfect. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking? Just words. Uh, I like to see. I like to see your screen changing brightness, and your face <laughs> lights up and goes dark, and lights up. And goes yeah, <laughs> I'm switching back between uh, yeah, the player's handbook and whatnot. Because uh, you know, like I said before, I think like oh, I wouldn't mind playing a rogue or thief again, oh. and then possibly uh, a paladin. But I kind of like the idea of the 005 thing over there, so I don't want to take the rogue spot because you know that's <laughs> it's pretty cool. Point five. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Halfling, you see? Uh, Halfling. Oh, I get it now. I'm, I'm sad that I missed that. <laughs> I actually have a t-shirt that is in the style of um, uh, Diet Coke, and it's dad jokes is what it says on it. So I'll have to wear Beautiful. that sometime. Yeah. yeah. I'm putting some of my repertoire uh, lately for the yeah, dad right. joke. Um. So I had another guy that I, I, it's a character I'd used for a campaign that didn't really go anywhere. So I played him for about five seconds. Um, he's a warlock and Elven warlock. His parents were killed, but he wasn't, a, he wasn't a magic user at first. He's basically just a ranger type of guy, fighter type. His parents got killed. So he made a deal with a demon to get powers to like seek revenge for his family's death. So kind of on a quest to like, you know, put the evil doers to rest, but he's got like, uh, his powers come from a bad spot, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like him trying to contain the, yeah, and I, you know, I always like kind of play characters like that. They're good guys, but they got a bad, they got something bad inside of them trying to contain the whole time. So I'm kind of, that would be kind of cool. Uh, see if I can pull that off again. That's uh, probably my main character idea right now. What do you think about the reverse of that? A bad guy who keeps just happening to do good things. Ooh. By accident? <laughs> well, whether it be by accident or because there's something yeah. good inside him trying to get out. <laughs> like a Vader yeah, kind I'll, of thing. I'll have to think that over. That's not bad. It was either that or I play the paladin and everybody else is rogues and they're trying to slit each other's throat and I'm just like a babysitter. Like, come on, guys. I'm not killing people. <laughs> He's the parole officer. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I love that though, the idea of doing bad things, but they're really good. Like you go and you set a silo on fire. I'm going to burn out all their things. Oh, you got rid of the silo was filled with some sort of monster. That was brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Dang yeah. it. All the, all the food was poison. Yeah, all the food was poison. Yeah. And then your deity just gets pissed off at you. Because <laughs> you're not like, doing, doing what you tell me. That's not bad, actually. <laughs> you go and burn down their forests and they're like, we were just going to have to pay a million platinum to have that thing removed. Thanks, man. <laughs> exactly. Accidental. It was filled with spiders. <laughs> <laughs> what alignment are you? Accidental good. Accidental you know, so. good. <laughs> there you go. This campaign will introduce brand new alignments. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry, bad, folks. Actually. We're bringing back classics like Lawful Stupid. <laughs> Chaotic Mad. Yes. Yeah. yes. An accidental <laughs> neutral. Accidental neutral. <laughs> I didn't By mean all to do no Neutral. <laughs> yeah. Just throw a neutral, man. Uh, I just threw what I, I liked for a name in the uh, chat, by the way. Ah. LG Umwaffle. I like it. That's going to be the name. <laughs> You'd have to think of the middle name. I'll think of the middle name, but that's, that's going to be the name, though. Maybe the middle name will be a mystery. No one will know what it is. There you go. It's great. You so, just uh, have the middle name change depending which, you know, where you're at. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. He's got like five separate IDs, and the middle name is different in all of them. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. got, he's, got, he's got a full wallet full of IDs. Exactly. All the different passports and everything. It's like the oh, family pictures he pulls out one and all of them just flip out. Oh, you yeah. weren't supposed to see that. Yeah, I can see. I can see it. Like the, um, you know, J Jason Bourne shows up, takes the floor tile out, and he's got a box full of passports and different currencies. That's, oh, that's yeah. Bell. Yeah. Doesn't everybody's house have that floor tile? <laughs> <laughs> Only the ones that uh, he's going to go to, I think. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have to keep everything in a cardboard box. Oh. <laughs> Modular. <laughs> I can just take it anywhere. Uh, he's more like Jason Board. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe, do you do you have a map already set up, like a like nope. a skeleton of a map at least? Or, oh, you got no, I mean, in my head, yeah, but yeah, not right, like right, right. not like for reals. Um, <laughs> but you can kind of figure big continent surrounded yeah. by Darby dragons and water, big lake somewhere in the middle, different forests, all the way on the east side is just this impassable mountain range and it, it's deemed impassable because no one ever seems to pass it but there's definitely something on the other side right well, that's what they say that's what they say what was that it, guard tower for what was it guarding against yeah exactly i mean yeah. it's got to be something yeah that's the hook and then what are we going to do as players we're not going to go there ever we're just going to meet nope. turn <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go there then we're going to split up that's you know what, what guys? Let's go to the beach instead. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you ever Can think we? that maybe that guard tower isn't keeping those things out, but us from getting keeping. in? Oh, that's uh, possible. Hey, you want to go get a drink instead? <laughs> you want to go get a drink? Let's go get lit, then go to the guard tower. <laughs> You're going to get there, and there's just going to be empty beer cans and graffiti everywhere. <laughs> it's the regular kid hangout anyway, right? I All the local it. kids, after years and years of us making our way up the mountain, we find that kids have a back door to it. And they just keep <laughs> yeah, <going>. exactly. <laughs> it's just a massive slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. that, you know, that could be an interesting thought. The ultimate yeah. family fun park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only one attraction, but it's all we need. <laughs> Mountains of the Lost is just, yeah, it's the theme park, right? <laughs> um, what would have drawn your character into an area like this? Anybody? Well, for me, I, you know, just from you explaining the world here, I think uh, because my character is so hopped up on lore as far as digesting things from, like, agents of, you know, these organizations that have gone off places, I think that he may have heard about uh, one of the agents that he has admired and revered, a tall tale of him going beyond that mountain range and going beyond there and hearing some of the rumor and lore tied into it. And to prove himself to go in there, I think that that's something that he would absolutely do, go up to the actual tower if he heard that this, this thing that he covets so much and he wants to be a part of is initiation kind of or has been a you know a, a legend beyond in that kind of context he would probably go there for that reason if he'd be in that town uh you know for that particular reason if, if it's going that way cool so uh question as far as your character goes with all the research of this this agent um uh, what do you call a cabal uh, a group of what 
what would you call that? They would be more like a, a, a secret society that society. manipulates, yeah, that, that, that uh, has its agents go okay. out and change the world for for the good. Because, you know, this character, I mm. do believe he has truly good intentions, even though he's a bit of a numpteach sometimes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, he, it's, it's, it's basically thinking of, like, you know, when you were a kid and you saw, like, a, a, you know, the Power Rangers, you know, yeah. all these other TV shows, you're like, oh, man, I want to be like that. That's kind of what he is, but he's taken it to that level in his head where he's now out in the world actually doing it uh, because of that belief. So now you using that analogy gives me a way to work off of that analogy. Does your character collect Power Ranger figures? Oh, yes, absolutely. So you have remnants or what you believe are actual things from yep. this society? Yeah. All right. So one thing that I want you to do as part of creating your backstory, <clears throat> this agent who, however many years passed, did get onto the other side of the mountains, um, you have a five-page handwritten journal from that agent, and you decide what's in it. I'll decide if it's true. Okay. You make a like a little map, just a few scrawls yeah. of you know. Absolutely, I can died do today. Don't know why I'm still writing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. did I? <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of like little artifacts from this shadow society, I I'm just imagining like a mummified, dried up piece of flesh. I mean, it's his pride and joy. What's that? <laughs> this. This is the nose of Tommy No Nose. <laughs> this is how I know they're real. They're out there. Exactly. Uh, where else would the nose have come from? It can't be from someone with a nose, right? Exactly. Unless it, it was, unless it was from Billy Two Nose. No. Oh, Billy Two Nose. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a whole other lore there. Oddly enough, though, I do have all the Power Ranger action figures still mint in box, and uh, I have them. I have uh, the Red Ranger signed by. Uh, by Austin St. John, the, the original Red Red Power Ranger. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's, a pride, it's a pride and joy for me right there, that one. That is ah. awesome. The closest thing I've got to any Power Ranger paraphernalia is a uh, wax coin about oh. the size of an apple that my mother made for me just just to do it. It's a uh, Aztec Jaguar motif, but it looks exactly like one of those golden crests that you would find on like the Power Ranger chest. And it's just, I, it, it's one of my favorite things because it's just, imagine the Aztec Power Ranger. Aztec Power Ranger. I, I, for some reason, that just made me think of Voltron. I don't know why, but. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's Voltron and Power Rangers. They have, they have crossovers. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know why Aztec stuck. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, the lions, the lions, that's what it is. Yes. No, I don't think it was that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. But it was something. Uh, mm. I mean, I was distracted by um, my phone because my wife was texting me. She's actually um, away with the kids for a day. And she was texting me and I had to remind her that I'm kind of doing something. So, mm. Yeah. We'll be it out. It happens. Yeah, you know, wife, kids. On the uh, on the topic of what would bring their characters out here, yeah, I. It may not seem logical. Like, if this guy's going out for coin, why is he going somewhere where nobody comes back from? <laughs> if, but my line of thought on this is: if this is an unexplored land, then that's resources we don't know about people we don't know about that we can trade with maybe ancient artifacts just any number of things out there and most importantly the glory that comes with coming back because i now have information that nobody else does mm -hmm. and i can sell that well, we're going to be famous that's that's it the characters are going to be famous when yeah. they don't come back except so maybe yours fame no, no, and I, I, fortune I, i'm going to be the most famous agent in the history of famous agents and it's going to be what gets me in. So, yeah, I, I'm all for I, that. I don't think Mr. Belgian, sorry, Belgian Waffle <laughs> stands on yes. Shadow Society's work. <laughs> That's how they work to me. <laughs> don't tell me how my Shadow Society works. He, he's the most famousest, though. That means somebody's actually heard of him. <laughs> they've, they've written lore about this person. I've read it in those, you know, little comics they give out. There it is. <laughs> I mean, to kids. I've read I've these. seen the nose. Exactly. I have it. <laughs> His name's on every wanted poster everywhere, man. Chris. 
What do you think? Yeah. Just yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to figure it out if I'm trying. Yeah, because well, I'm reading this guy's backstory that I had, you know, created a couple years ago now, and I don't know. It might be too dark. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little too dark. Well, it could uh, be the know. balance to the others. That's true. I don't know why he would be there. It's kind of unless he's already out in that area, that which would be, you know that would make sense. I mean, he might have a lead. Like yeah, these his, guys. your character might be the one that knows something on the other side, something you've got. Oh. Well, that, that could definitely work it. out. That could work yeah. out. Like he's the guy that's kind of he's got some uh, inside intel on uh, maybe the mountains, <laughs> and he's he's already making the plan to go out that way. He's like roping you guys in. Maybe he's roping you guys in as cannon fodder. That's true. Right <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you, you've already bought them red shirts just to right. put these put these on i will yeah. wear it with pride so my enemies <laughs> will not know when i bleed or it could be the uh, whole you know bad things and they turn good you rope us in thinking right. that you're going to sacrifice us and in turn <laughs> we end up getting everything we wanted aim and fortune <laughs> that'd be cool uh, uh, that could work out <laughs> What um what do you guys think of level one or two? Does it matter? How does it matter? I personally yeah, have a reference. I have a thought on that one. Yeah. Um, like two was cool to get the extra hit dice, but if we want to do level one, can we just say max hit points? It's whatever their hit die plus their constitution bonus, and it's always max hit points for. Uh, I guess what I was going to make say it a little beefier. That, just like we've done before, Chris. Um, you can just take maximum hit points every level because it's going to make it easier for me to hit you. Right. I don't have to worry about hitting you so much. Um, I, you know, if I have an idea that you've got 15 hit points, I'm not going to worry about hitting you for 10. It's going to be all right with right. me. But if you've uh, happened to roll, roll crappy twice and instead of 15, you've got seven hit points. Well, I'm probably going to hit you for six. <laughs> it's a little gotcha. bit of a difference. Just to make sure you don't die on that first hit. It's the monsters that should die on the first hit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm good either personal, way. So I'm yeah. good for that. Okay. My my preference leans towards first level since it seems we're mostly going to be uh, quote unquote martial characters. Mm. Um, however, if if Randy does want to play a caster, I would strongly push for second level, just because in in every edition that I've seen or played through, casters are a bit underwhelming in the early levels. Yeah. Maybe it's different if he's going to be that warlock, but Oh, if there are more casters, I would absolutely want to start second level. I think one of the things that, that one of the things that fifth edition did well, though, is um, you actually get um, zero level spells that are effective. Yes. So you can actually heal and hurt at, at first level, <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> which you can just keep doing. You know, your action can be to be a magic user. Instead of one spell and then I poke things with a dagger or hit it with the staff or, or hide. Mm -hmm. um, so you can be magic all the time. So and, in and that I, way, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, and I think for the purposes of, you know, what Joe is doing with, you know, showing off to players, you know, how do you start a game? I think starting at level one would also be, you know, impactful players to see, you know, what it's like coming into a brand new game from the player's handbook, from, you know, uh, the core source material and being able to simply just jump into it at first level. So I, I think that for in terms of this year, uh, but I fully agree with you, Eli, yeah, uh, you know, spell cash a little, little spongy in the beginning, yeah. uh, but with a group of four and, you know, in my experience, I mean, Fifth edition, it's hard to kill players. You know, mm -hmm. kill, kill them. It's yeah, easy to knock them out, but it's hard to actually physically kill them. Uh, you know, if the if the group is playing like the group should. Yeah. Plus, even when you're down to no hit points, you've got the death saving throws yep. to, mm -hmm. to get you started. Um, of course, anybody can roll horribly, but the odds are you're not going to really die easily. You're going to have to work at it, which you know, fortunately, a lot of players do work at dying <laughs> most of them try to work at living but eh. nah. oh, sometimes you're like nah, you really wanted to die yeah i've got 50 character sheets lined up yeah. <laughs> it's all the and, same guy though excuse me that brings me to another question of <clears throat> how are we going to keep track of that do you guys um know of an online character sheet thing where you can share it with me or are you going to kind of write it out and send me a picture or 
it's all up to you, but how do you I'm think you want to do it? I'm old school pen and paper, so I typically send things to me, but my players in my games, they all swear by D&D Beyond, which I also have an account there. And yeah. as, as, as a DM, you can also get the stuff right from there, and it's easy to read. So I'm fine for either one, whatever you prefer. I'll, 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 I'll yield to you, the DM, to, mm -hmm. to let me know what it is. I have no problem either way. For me, I'm just going to, my ideal is just to take what you give me and make sure I have it in front of me here in my array of screens in front of me. Um, I'll, I'll try and keep things handy in that way. But uh, it really doesn't matter that much because I've used, uh, what, Hero, um, now I can't remember the name of it, Hero Forge? That's a uh, mini-making thing. That's not Hero Forge. That's not what I'm talking about. That. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a, there's an app for it. I have it on my iPad downstairs. Dang it, what the hell am I talking about? I don't know. I have no idea. You're making this I have no idea either. I have no idea either. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, that there's a there's an app for making characters that you can share. Um, you mentioned D and D Beyond. I just reloaded that on my iPhone like a couple of weeks ago. Maybe um, I used to be subscribed to it when it was the fourth edition stuff and you could pretty much print out a character sheet online i haven't looked at it at all for fifth edition they is a lot it, of improvements with it yeah do you have to pay a subscription to make a character online no you get one for free but as a dm if you want to have access <clears> to others unless to, to just go on there and pull it then you have to have i forget which account it is but yeah you'd have to have yeah. an actual account. i'll have to see what i have because i did pay for it back in the day and i i don't remember canceling it i probably did there's just so much money, I can't yeah. tell what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm good with uh, doing old school. If you're good with that, I can, I yeah. can put it, print it up. I can just send it to you. I'm, I love pen and paper still. So Yeah. I'll probably set myself up a little clipboard or whiteboard here to my side, and it'll have um, uh, the character name and some of the base things like hit points and AC. And um, typically, I like to have the uh, passive perception and passive wisdom stuff or you know, passive stuff, um, handy for me to take a look at. So that's a, the, the stuff I'll keep in front of me, but I like to also be able to look up what your character sheet might look like at any given time. Uh, it doesn't have to be live, but just the idea that I might want to throw something out there just because your character has it. And that's important. And if I don't know it, then, well, it'll be hard to do it. Yeah. I personally <clears throat> lean towards pen and paper. I have no experience with like virtual yeah. tabletops or D and D beyond. So it'll be, it'll be easiest for me to use the pen and paper. Although I do think we should consider D and D beyond with Jason's point earlier. The, the whole purpose of the podcast to is to teach you yeah. know, uh, new players, how to get a group together and how to get the ball rolling. A lot of people nowadays are using these online tools. So I think it is, it's something important to consider. Yeah, I agree with that. And that, that's one of the reasons why I mentioned if, if somebody wanted to or was already learning um, a new uh, virtual tabletop program that we could take a look at it <clears throat> as it is right now. Uh, Randy had mentioned he might look at Roll20, but we, he's got a newborn. So I'm not going to rely on or push for that. Yeah. And, um, Put the newborn away. Get on yeah. Roll20. <laughs> Quit playing with the baby. Get on your computer and play a game, damn it. <laughs> the baby will still be there. Yeah. Hopefully. But I've got, I mean, I've got a couple of thoughts around that. I, I've worked with multiple cameras. I've seen now that Zoom has an option of switching cameras. Um, I have a little, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Stream Deck, but it's a little push button thing that you program. <clears throat> and um, if I can set things up to where I can switch to show something like I can just show a character sheet without it having to be a perfect resolution on a camera, just be able to show it digitally. If I can move things around and show it temporarily and highlight that screen and we talk about a character for a minute and then switch back to the people view, that kind of thing. I, I think that shouldn't be a problem because I've worked with that kind of technical stuff before. The question is how do I do it with the, current technology we're using. I frankly hadn't used Zoom until the uh, pandemic. Uh, I actually, I've used plenty of other meeting softwares, WebEx and Teams and uh, Skype and all that, but this is the first using Zoom and I feel like 
it's definitely more of a consumer-based thing. There's, or, or a, I shouldn't say, it's not so much of a consumer-based thing. It's more towards business. There's not a whole lot of customizability. Um, I can't even figure out how to tell Zoom to stop doing auto exposure on my camera. There isn't a setting for it. It's just does it. Mm. Right. And, and I have the Logitech software where I can do the controls and I can change the exposure and change the brightness and the contrast. And then Zoom says, no, I think it should be this. Uh. Zoom <laughs> knows it. better than you. Exactly. So anyway, the, the, for me, the point being, it's a, as a technology piece, I would like to be able to take whatever you submit me and turn it into a digital presentation of some type. I love pen and paper, um, what, especially because it, it brings up another fun talking point. If we put your character sheet up and you're the only one that can read it, well, you're the one that has to tell everyone what's on it. <laughs> right? uh, a lot of trust. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Actually, you know, uh, now that you bring up that point, maybe we, maybe we should <laughs> go to D&D Beyond. <laughs> but it, I've but that's had chickens that couldn't read my handwriting. It's one thing I want to do when we get to our first play session. Um, we'll want to talk about each character. You know, we'll put up a character sheet for a minute. We'll talk about the character, maybe switch back and forth with people talking. But uh, that's something that we'll definitely want to do. So I'll, I'll look for a way. I'll make sure we have a way to get them up on the screen. And that'll be uh, useful. Um, Zoom doesn't have a screen share option where we could have them on a device and then share. Okay. So then yep. Yep. That's, how, that's how I did it. I, I use Ring Central, which is powered by Zoom. I use it simply because it's what I use for work all the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what I do for maps and things like that for my players. And then I have another camera for a battle map that I'll switch over to. Um, so that's how I've been doing it. I, I, haven't, I haven't used any of the virtual tabletop software, though. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I was just clicking on this button here and... The default is one participant can share at a time, but I can change it to multiple participants can share simultaneously. So apparently, all of us can share. And I'm guessing it probably still splits it up, but we'll figure yeah. all that out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the other thing, too, is I have not checked yet to see if chat is recorded. So that's another thing I need to find out. If chat is not recorded, then it's something that we may want to... Ha um, make sure we speak if it yeah. needs to be spoken. Yeah. <clears throat> like I uh, wanted to spell out that character name, but I also wanted to call it out because I, it's just what it is. Um, and then any um, pri private messages, if they're in the recording, that's cool because then people watching the, um, the actual podcast can see the message, but uh, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, the messaging is, is you know, for the games that I've been running since I've switched over doing online sessions is very useful because obviously if, if you know, the DM is talking to Eli and me and Chris want to talk about something, we can't do it because we're not at the table with each yeah. other. Yeah. We can yeah. private, private message each other or do that. Um, uh, but it does get a little bit daunting because sometimes the players, at least in my last couple of games, they'll just start messaging each other stupid things back and forth because, <laughs> you know, they're all friends and all doing things. Yeah. And I'll, they'll be like, didn't you see what I put you in? I have to scroll back to like 17 like memes. And I'm like, what? No, oh, I yeah. oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can go and you can take that yeah. thing from the table and go, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that, it, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember passing notes in the days of like Cyberpunk when Cyberpunk 2020 came out. Everybody's passing notes because everybody's like screwing over half the team, you know, it's hilarious. <laughs> Awesome, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Joe. Speaking of the chat thing, I did. I sent you the background of the character in the text box. Yeah. It doesn't let you. I guess paste enough information. I, I was too much to paste into the chat, so put uh, in the okay. text file. So you can kind of uh, read through it and see if it makes sense for anything. Um, but it gives you ideas. I have, I have you know some places and different uh, names of organizations to use to to rope in. Um. Anyway. Cool. I I just. I clicked it and it opened right up in front of Jason's face. So. I'll put it in front of you. Yeah. Everyone's characters will just pop up over my face. Uh, <laughs> just got to make sure you carve out a little section on the page so you can still see Jason behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Cut a hole in the cardboard box one. <laughs> just a little peephole. Who's there? Oh, that's not the button I wanted to push. Damn, you stupid. What did you do? Uh, stupid thing. 
Uh, and besides the little spiel you gave I'm us tripping. about the land of Never, do you have anything else? Any, any other organizations or political things going on? Or you pretty much this is like super skeleton. Are you going to have more by the time we like lift off on this? I guess it's more. It's more of the idea that if you want to have something exist before you start, let me know what it is, and I'll 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 do it. If you want okay. to create it as we start, then that's how we'll do it as well. Okay. I didn't know if you had something like, hey, this is already pre-existing and I could base something off of that as well, you know. Well, it, and that's where at the beginning, the, the way I, I uh, kind of worded it was um, the the lands of many different cities, populations, climates, and peoples. I mean, I, I always like the idea of there being places that are both uh, monarchies as well as, um, you know, committee-run places yeah. and the, the one there's a place i'm sure that's run by a general council kind of deal rather than um a single yeah. person but then there's also kingdoms and yeah I, I like all of those so i like to make sure that they all exist so if you're thinking of um that you're from a certain kingdom or just from a collective of um, you know, farming cities or something like that or, or towns, then we can do any of those things. But if you want something that's already there and that might be the reason you're going there, I can make um, whatever we need to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I specifically didn't name anything yet with the idea that I want to hear more about um, the characters and where they might be from. And I'll, I'll, you know, that'll be up to you guys, of course, where your character's from. Uh, and that can help, especially if, for example, somebody says they're either from this town or from someplace nearby. Then we, and if you're, you're from a nearby city, well, though, that gives me, maybe this town is under the jurisdiction of the city, but, you know, just outside of the sheriff's range or something, right? And they have their local adventurers that try to keep things in line, whatever. Um, but we, we can definitely do any of those things. I keep looking to see if Randy might send a message. Uh, all right hopefully he can pop in soon but i do like that uh more freeform world building uh in in a campaign i played a few years ago uh the dm legit said all right guys i'm not building any world you tell me exactly what what's going on and anything else is just icing on the cake my character backstory ended up making half of the continent that we were on because nobody else submitted ideas <laughs> at least that were that expansive <laughs> that like, happens you, so often you know like he's not building a world i'm gonna build a nice nice little chunk give him something to work with and then everybody else is just oh yeah i mean i i lived in a little halfling tent city i am just a wandering uh spell sword who's never had a home. I'm just like, guys, come on. He, he gave us one job. Yeah. <laughs> From a halfling tent city. And I'm a wandering tent maker. <laughs> we met up one day and now here we are. Right. right. Uh, oh, yeah. I, it, it's, it's something that I do enjoy just because it makes the world so much more mysterious, especially since yeah. this seems to be more like an exploration game. It's, it's going to be a lot more freeform and a, just surprises out of every corner. I was about to start snapping my fingers to accentuate that, but realized that would have been a bad idea. <laughs> well, I might or might not be. Uh, um, yeah, I always like to think um, the world should not be the star of the game. It should be the, the characters. Mm -hmm. And that, that makes it so the characters are the most important if you don't even know anything else about the world. If you don't even know who the king is, he's not more important than your character yet. Yep. He might be at some point, but he's not yet. <laughs> well it also makes the world theirs the players yeah. which it should be and that's yeah. something that you know I'm, I'm a big fan of because and i don't know about you guys but you know on the D, &D forums and things like that i see a lot of dms that'll say oh i'm gonna plan on killing my party today i'm gonna do this here i'm like Why? it's not the point of the game the game is you're facilitating yeah. their story you're making it about them so they want to keep playing yeah. with you rather than going in there and trying just to murder them because you're pissed off at something or something. <laughs> yeah. Or because so many people think that the, the GM and player uh, relationship is, is an adversarial one mm -hmm. and it's really a cooperative one. It's not. Yeah. It's my old brother. 
<laughs> it's not the GM versus the players, yeah. nor is it even the world versus the characters. It is the GM and the players in the world and the characters. And mm -hmm. it's only when the characters get into trouble that they can get hurt by the world because yeah. nothing by default is adversarial. You just find a way to turn the conflict into fun. That's that's one of the uh, my biggest gripes with with being a DM and trying to find new groups. Uh, people misunderstanding the relationship between DM and players, and a lot of people have tried to get away from the DM versus player mentality that built D and D, but it's sort of evolved into the inverse. It's almost like it's the players versus the DM. Mm -hmm. It's it's just sad to see. It's like guys, I I made a yeah. story. I want yeah. to see the story happen. Yeah, I'll make your stories happen, but please make mine happen. Yeah, right. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So I was trying to wrangle Randy on the uh, wrangle Randy. That's fun to say. <laughs> yeah, he said, he, he said he's on his way. Wrangle Randy on the uh, Facebook chat, and what I'm going to do with this, just to make it easy on myself, is we're uh, it's close to an hour from the time I started this recording, so I'm actually just going to hit stop to end this one and when randy joins we'll kick off the next one so in the meantime we're going to wrap up this first session zero and get to the second session zero right after this but now we can all say bye and now a word from our sponsors <laughs> Yay. Uh, the preceding podcast was brought to you by one joe young you can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com